Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode number 24. And because it's number 24, that's my lucky number, I'm actually going to do a solo cast today. So you're stuck with me, but we're going to cover a really interesting topic that I really enjoy talking about because I think there's a huge misconception about websites. And so today we're going to talk about websites and website performance and really design versus performance. When you're thinking about your website, the look and feel doesn't mean everything. And I guess the point is we have some clients where their websites, honestly, to me, I think they look kind of ugly. That was just the way they were designed. We took them over and we started marketing them. But some of them surprised me. They convert really, really well. And by convert, I mean they capture more leads at a higher rate than other websites that maybe I think look better. And so design becomes this thing that varies from person to person. I might love one website, you might hate the same website, or vice versa. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Kind of ego starts to get in the way when we think about design. Well, I want this to be perfect, or I want that to be perfect. And really, what we want is we want our website to generate more leads. And so I will add the caveat that look and feel and design, it does mean something. So it's not like, oh, it doesn't matter at all because it has to represent your brand and it can't look poor. You know, it can't look uh, unprofessional. You need it to represent who you are and, and be in line with that. And you want your photography to match the quality of work that you actually do because visuals are a big part of that. But you might look at a website and go, gosh, that one's super fancy. It looks amazing. And it might not convert any leads because it's not very functional or it's too distracting. And so people don't end up taking action. So let's talk about the performance element of a website. And so what goes into that side of it versus the design? Because design is very subjective. But performance is a little more black and white. We can look at how much traffic is getting to the website on a monthly basis? How many leads are being captured? You know, how many forms are being filled out? How many people are dialing the phone number? And then what does the user experience look like? So are visitors navigating the site? Are they finding what they need? Do the pages load quickly? And do they have a good mobile experience? So those are things that impact user experience. And I think it's a good practice to you know, navigate a website and test out yours. So hop on the site, go onto it on your phone, go on your desktop, say, if I were a person researching, buying a home, remodeling a home, what would I be looking for? And can I get to that easily? And so I always think about, you know, how often are you navigating a website and something didn't work or it took a long time to load? You know, do you leave? Or do you persist and kind of keep trying? I mean, I typically leave. And so you've got to have some of those core elements nailed down, but those fall into that performance bucket versus the design and look and feel. And so a lot of people that come to us, they say, hey, I want a brand new website. I want it you know, to look like X or look like Y. And if your site is outdated and it really isn't matching your brand and, you know, building up some credibility for you, then yes, let's explore that route. But if your website looks good, you know, and I'll just use that as a very generic word, because again, design is super subjective. But if it does have good photography, 
and it does represent your brand, but maybe you just don't like it or you're tired of it, or you think a new website is going to, a new design is going to, you know, fix a bunch of problems, like get you more business. I actually like to push that decision and punt it down the road because a lot of times you think, okay, I'm going to redesign my website and then I'll get more leads or I'm going to redesign my website and then my sales will go up. You can redesign your website. You could spend $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 redesigning a website. And if it isn't built to convert, all that money is just wasted effort because you're not actually going to capture any more leads. When you're looking at your website, I always like to start with performance. And can we take the existing design and the existing look and feel, but start implementing conversion tools? And those are things like calls to action where people can download guides or ebooks or checklists, or maybe they can download uh, a video that you recorded or uh, an event or a webinar, some basically some premium information. And in exchange for that, they fill out a form. So name, email, phone number, those sorts of things. Now you've captured a lead or you have kind of bottom of the funnel offers. So that might be something like uh, requesting a consultation or scheduling a model home tour and somebody can fill out a form to uh, basically get access to that. And then now you've captured a lead. So every page on your website is an opportunity to convert. And that's typically going to be your quickest win when it comes to thinking about the performance of your website. So the next thing I want to talk about today in terms of websites is, is it an investment or is it an expense? And the way we look at your website today is that it should be working for you around the clock. Your website is always live. It's always online 24 seven, and it can actually be your best salesperson. So I want to walk through a really cool example because we've been building our system, our digital marketing system for eight years now, and we're still working on it. We're still improving things. There's always new things to learn. The landscape is changing. Google, I think, changes their algorithm at least once a day in, in minor ways. And so there's new social networks. There's always things to be looking at. But where we've gotten our site to be is that we have, I think, over a thousand blogs at this point. And each month, those blogs bring in traffic. And then we also have pages on our website. We have videos. We have this podcast. There's lots of ways that people can find us. When they find us, every page or every blog or every video, there's some sort of call to action. So we have checklists and eBooks and webinars. And in order to access this information, you have to fill out a form to get access. So what happens then is once somebody fills out a form, then we start to send some automated emails. And those emails typically add more value. So here's some more helpful information on social media or SEO. And then throughout those emails, after we've built some value, we have a way to actually book a meeting with me to see if you want to talk about marketing. And the coolest thing is that I will come in in the morning and I'll look at my email and I'll say, oh, wow, somebody booked a meeting with me last night and it's for next week or this Friday. And I didn't do anything. My website did everything. My website, my automation, my email did everything for me. And it basically just booked a meeting. So that's where your website can get to. And that's why we think it can be your one of your best salespeople, or at least like a, a prospector that's setting meetings or setting appointments. 
obviously the website isn't going to close the deal. It's not going to sell a home. It's not going to sell a remodeling project, but it can tee you up with meetings and you don't have to follow up with people and, and chase them down. And they're actually coming to you because they want to talk to you. And so I like that example because I think it shows you the power that a website really has today. It also educates the consumer. So how long does it take to build a home? How do you select a builder? How much should I budget you know, for a kitchen remodel? All these types of questions. And so as somebody comes into your website, typically the old school model was, oh, I'm going to remodel or I'm going to build. So I need to talk to a salesperson. I need to talk to a realtor. And I have all these questions. Well, now you can actually eliminate a lot of that. And so it shortcuts the sales process. So by the time the person gets to you or your salesperson, they've already answered a ton of their questions. And hopefully you've actually answered those, but in the form of blog content or videos on your website. So that's a super powerful tool. And again, thinking of your website as a salesperson, that's typically something a salesperson would have to do is address all these questions. But in this case, your website is doing it for you and it's working for you behind the scenes. That brings me to my next point, which is, okay, why is the website an investment? I think those two points that we've talked about, like it can book meetings for you, it can educate your consumer. I think those are strong, but this is one of my favorite examples. And that is with blog content. So a little bit back, I mentioned that our website has probably over a thousand blogs. And for some of our clients, we've written multiple hundreds of blogs over the course of many years. And I want to compare blogs to kind of traditional advertising. So things like TV, radio, billboards, or even Google AdWords or Facebook advertising. Maybe it's a magazine ad that you have, but basically any form of kind of traditional advertising where you, you basically pay. So, okay, I paid for radio ads. I paid for direct mail. I paid for Google AdWords you're going to get some sort of result back. That could be no leads. It could be 100 leads. Whatever it is, you pay, you get a result. But once you've paid and once that you know TV ad runs or the billboard is up for a month and then it goes down or you pay for 100 clicks on Google AdWords, once you've paid, that's gone. You don't necessarily get more result out of that. If you want more result, you have to pay again. Whereas with blog content and your website, Let's say we write 100 blog articles this year. So that seems like a lot, but let's say we wrote 100. The cool thing about blog posts is that once you publish it, it goes on your website and it stays there forever. So that means Google is going to index that post once you hit publish, and then it's going to start to move up in the rankings a little bit. Once somebody clicks on that, you know, they get to the website. Well, then the next month you write some more blogs. Well, they can still find those original blogs that you published. So going back to our example, we have 100 published blogs. Let's say each one of those gets five visits a month, just a little bit of traffic. You know, we've got 100 of these things. So now we're getting 500 visitors a month just from these blogs. Now we go into the next year, we write another 100. We get the, the benefit of all those new 100 blogs. Maybe they get another five. I'm, I'm assuming some of those are going to get more because we're going to promote them on social uh, maybe a topic's going to hit really well. We're going to send them an email blast. So we're going to get more than five, most likely. But let's just say five. Now we've got all those old blogs. They're still going to be indexed in Google. They're still getting found. They're on different topics and keywords. And so you've got 500 visitors. But then you've got another 500 because you've got 100 new blogs. And so it creates this 
stacking effect. So over time, as you continue to pr produce content and you continue to create these blog posts, they really act as a true investment. And you kind of see that um, compounding interest, so to speak, on your traffic. And so that's why, as a general rule of thumb, the more you blog, the more traffic you're going to get to your website. So it's super powerful. And that's why we're a big believer in content, because the content lasts forever. And some of your content may be dated. And uh, we actually did a video on this recently. But say you have an old blog talking about 2015 home design trends. Well, that's okay. Hey, go back to that blog post, update it, freshen it, publish it for the current year, and then re-release it. It's relevant. It's helpful to your audience. And that blog has actually been indexed in Google for a long time. And so it's a, it's a more powerful post because Google likes when content has been around for a while, but it also likes fresh content. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds there. So you have a lot of opportunity when you have these old blogs to improve them and they're continuing to work for you around the clock. And that's the cool thing is you don't have to be doing anything. People are doing Google searches all the time, 24-7. Obviously, some hours are going to be peak hours and some are not, but you're going to get views coming to your website throughout the day. The other thing is, let's say we talk about uh, conversion. So once we get people to the website, we kind of talked about having eBooks and some of these different conversion tools. If you're converting you know, 1% of your traffic, let's say, and you have those uh, 500 visitors coming to your website, then, okay, we're getting, you know, um, five leads, uh, five leads a month uh, from that effort. But we can also do some things to improve our conversion rate. And so say we can bring that up to 2%, then obviously our leads are going to double. And so you really have a lot of opportunity when you stack up a large amount of traffic that you can start working on conversion rate and really in increase the number of leads you're getting. So hopefully that's been helpful kind of thinking about blogging and content as an investment. The same thing applies to videos. Uh, again, I mentioned this podcast. It's just a form of content. It's educational material that people are looking for that are driving people to your site. So just to recap today's show, we talked about websites and we talked about design versus performance and how design is probably overrated because a lot of people think, oh, my design is going to solve all my problems. My design is going to give me more leads and more revenue when that's maybe a little bit of the story, but really performance is what matters. You know, Are you getting traffic? Are you getting leads? And how is that working for you? So put performance first as long as the design kind of meets a minimum stand, you know, standard and it matches your brand and it does look good, you have good photography. And then think of your digital marketing and your content on your website as an investment. And so it creates this compound effect with blogs and content, rather than an expense like other types of advertising. So it can be really, really powerful tool. Um, again, if, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us, shoot me an email at hello at builderfunnel.com. Uh, we talk about this stuff all the time on the podcast in our videos on our blog. And it's just such a really powerful tool today. So hope you enjoyed this episode 24 of Builder Funnel Radio talking about websites, design versus performance, investment versus expense. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on Builder Funnel Radio. Don't forget to visit www.builderfunnel.com for tons of free marketing and sales resources. And if you ever need hands-on help implementing your marketing and sales system, 
just send a quick note to radio at builderfunnel.com. And as we close for today, remember, never stop learning. See you next time.